0: They're coming in the air, yeah. and there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the tune. It's a dangerous Sign. love affair. Can't be scared when down.
1: Are you kidding me or what? <laughs> Got me hyped up already, son. Come Ladies on. and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to casting the spotlight episode number 76 with our good friend, the returning for his second appearance, UFC fighter Evan Elder. Yo, what's up guys? Good to be back. Thanks for having me. I, I uh, missed you guys. been a minute. Yeah. Dude,
2: it's great been to see you though. Yeah, man. Uh, How's everything been? You guys been doing good? Oh,
1: yeah. You know, just just plugging episodes on. Yeah, yeah. Same old same. Grinding away. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
2: Yeah, same here, man. Just uh, living a life, man, a much better life than I deserve. Down there in Florida, beautiful weather, freaking training all day. I don't really... Kind of a kind of a loser. Don't really do much else other than that. You know, I don't really. Uh, I've been trying to make it to the beach as much as I can, but uh, as you can tell from my light complexion, um, I don't make it as often as I should. Yeah. <laughs> Still pretty pale. So, um, but no, nah, man, everything's been freaking great, and uh, happy to be back home. Get to spend some time with family, friends, and rebuild the spirit, and yeah. uh, get ready to get
1: back to work. Man, it's it is kind of tough though to like get down to the beach and do shit like that down there. I'm sure when you are now in the UFC and you kind of have to be in a routine. Yeah, I mean, it, it, dude,
2: going to the beach is sometimes much more of an ordeal than I like it to be. <laughs> uh, freaking going, finding a, po- a spot to park, uh, spot to park is usually impossible, uh, and then walking up to the beach. You know, finding a spot, laying down, and getting the water if you do, and then you're getting all sandy, you got to spray off afterwards, you freaking walk back, you you find your car and head back home, and it's like, it's a two-hour ordeal, even if you go for just a short amount of time, you know? And uh, so, usually in the middle of the day, you know, I I try to train twice a day, six days a week, somewhere around there, so it's like, you know, uh, trying to find a a two-hour window in between there sometimes is kind of (laughs) hard. Especially with you know, trying to try to eat and then chillax for a minute, you know, I uh man, I'm a big I'm a big nap advocate. I uh I usually wake up, eat breakfast, go train as hard as I can and I come home and I, I eat a bunch of food and I end up being in a food coma and then I freaking pass out for an hour or two <laughs> and then wake up, get yeah. back to training.
1: <laughs> I get that. You have your days and you just get wiped out, like eating way too much shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'm
2: freaking starving after a good yeah. training session, so I eat a ton of food. So I guess from it's, <laughs> I'm sure it's a, a accumulation of, uh, uh, you know, the hard workout and then way too many or way too much food and then the the uh, the mix of both. I'm just like, yep, time to sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it goes. Though I even get that with my job. You get up early. And you got to go do a bunch of, like, physical activity. Then I get home and I eat. And I'm like, you need that recharge in the yep. middle of the day. You just have to get it. Dude, it's the best, I'm a big nap too. guy, too. Yeah, same. <laughs>
2: yeah. What about you, Tim? Are you freaking napping or
1: what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, my problem is, like, by the time, if I eat a little bit during the day, just so I can, you know, I just kind of eat, like, what I can burn off throughout the day, but I don't overeat. I usually eat, like, a lot more when I come home. But if I But if I just snack or just eat, you know, a few meals or whatever, like... It'll put me into, it'll just put me right to sleep. Yeah. Like, so you
2: try to, you try to kind of like preserve your eating time until later on you, you do yeah. more of your eating Mostly, once you're yeah. done. That's eat, a good idea. I only
1: eat enough to kind of get by during the day, but I'm also not eating and drinking like shit. Like I never, I never like drink soda during the days or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll have some of just whatever when I come home because I was actually moving throughout the whole day and actually doing things. Yep. You know what I mean?
2: Um yeah, you know, I actually used to have I'm a little bit uh flopped on my um on my way of thinking with uh the way I would time my food. Um I used to always think uh you know, and I'm still, you know, the I'm still a little bit undecided um you know the science i feel like is always changing and there's always different debates and stuff you know but uh so a lot of it's probably just subjective and how things work out for you but uh i was always like a big uh breakfast advocate you know the most important meal of the day first thing wake up load up on a good meal and i really do think that's good for me because i go train right away so it's like i need something to fuel my day especially when i'm about to follow that up with a hard bout of exercise you know but uh Andrew Huberman, uh, I don't know if you guys know who that is. He's got, like, my favorite podcast ever. It's uh, Huberman Lab. He's a uh, doctor of – he's a neurobiologist and ophthalmologist uh, at Stanford University. But he has a super great podcast, uh, super crazy informational. But he studies the the brain. He's a neurologist. Um, But with that comes the body because you can't really separate the two, you know. So uh, super informative podcast. And he was talking a lot about uh, his routine. He likes to eat very few carbs at the beginning of the day. Um, because the carbs are very satiating and, and, uh, actually you derive a lot of serotonin release from it, I believe, and which will make you kind of feel complacent and then also lethargic, you know, and and is responsible for, uh, that feeling of tiredness. So not to load up on carbs at the beginning of the day, and then you're kind of weighed down and heavy and, you know, start to get Mm -hmm. tired, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit more. So he goes, uh... He usually fasts. He doesn't eat anything in the morning. Stay alert, um, uh, nice and focused. And then you will have a, a decent meal in the middle of the day, a lot heavier in protein and fats. And then he saves most of his carbs for later at night uh, because it is satiating and helps promote um, good sleep, So, which would make sense right before you're about to go to bed. And uh, so that's actually kind of flip-flop from the way I've always thought. You know, I'm always like load up on your carbs during the day. That way it provides you fuel and energy throughout the day. And then if you're trying to like lose weight, minimize the carbs as you get further into your day, you know, uh, that way you're not going to bed on, uh, with a bunch of carbs in your system, uh, ready to be stored as fat if it doesn't get utilized as energy, you know? So, yeah. um, so actually what you were just saying yeah. reminds me a lot more of the way that he does things mm-hmm. because you're a little bit more conservative throughout the day. You don't eat yeah. as much. And then once you're done with everything, then you're like, okay, now it's time. Now it's time to eat. I yeah, can enjoy you, it, you so. probably
1: burn off a lot anyway. So yeah. like I need to you know refuel then more at the end of the day. Yeah, I do feel way way better about kind of keep like starting the day lighter. You know, yeah, be not because like sometimes you eat too much of that nonsense, too many carbs. It just it just like fogs your brains and makes you just you know not nearly as aware or like yeah uh, with what's even going on. So I'm like, I, I just kind of operate better whenever I do that. Like sometimes it's bad. Like sometimes I'll just do an energy drink in the morning and Just like, "Ah, I'll just do this. But I don't really ever drink anything that's ridiculous. Like at work, I'll drink like some of the zero Gatorade or some of the, some water just, you know, those bangs or rains, but like anything else I really don't even have like sugar wise. But I always feel kind of better doing that yeah but then you gotta you gotta come home and eat because you ate like nothing yep. throughout yeah, the day because you burned really off whatever you ate for lunch because i always
2: like pack a light lunch you know mm. that's probably a good way to do it though uh you know i'm sure especially with uh uh the way we like to eat here in america um <laughs> yeah. weigh oversized portions and stuff um you know i'm guilty of it myself myself especially with training because i'm always starving after a hard training session so i'll come home and just gorge myself and then Uh, you know, I try to keep, I I try to eat as healthy as I can, um, you know, as often as I can. Uh, so usually even whenever I'm eating excess amounts of food, it's usually pretty healthy stuff. So it's not like I'm, you know, doing anything too crazy, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I really do feel like it it probably does help, especially if you're not going to be too crazy physically active, you know, um, uh, I like to think now I just try to, I try, I try to time, uh, the eating of my carbs around physical exercise, you know, so it's like. Uh, right before training and then right after training because it's really is really imperative for um, uh, the protein synthesis process you know kind of helping rebuild your muscles after you break them down and stuff carbohydrates are really uh, helpful with that process so I try to like time it before uh, carbs before training that way I have energy for the training session carbs right after training so I have the uh, the sources for refueling you know and then try to cut them out a little bit after that but
1: yeah, I feel like in the morning, I honestly just don't have time to really even eat a big meal if I wanted to. So I yeah. just like throw some quick shit into the microwave, yeah. like a burrito or something, and I'm like, all right, I'm on my way. It's usually just like some Jimmy Dean yeah. shit that I have in the morning, and then when I get home after... I guess I had to get myself adjusted to that. I can't do just like nothing in the morning though. I have to have something. As if I just go on like an energy drink, like my stomach is in pain. Well, with, uh, you said like, you don't really have hours. a chance to eat during the day. Uh, I mean, yeah, I pack snacks. Like I pack like Belveda bars and like some like. What that is a Velveeta bar? Which is it a cheese stick. <laughs> oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, Cheese <laughs> yeah, yeah, bar. oh, doodle. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, Imagine Elijah just acting with a fucking brick of cheese. It's like, what you eating, dog? Uh, I just got my Belvita bar. <laughs> oh, Belvita.
2: those little crunchy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. The
1: four hours of energy. Whatever you eat, the whole yeah. pack. It's like four little bars. Of, like some sort of fruit, or like sometimes there. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, there's like a banana bread one. The yeah, chocolate like, filled blueberry. one, blueberry. Yeah, there's Dude, different ones. Some of them are too bad. Cranberry orange. Is. Uh, golden Oat. I don't know. That's like the plainest one. Yeah. But Bro, what about those... Uh, <laughs> you remember
2: those... Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Nature Valley Oh granola yeah. bars? The thing that like literally you opened it up and it just ruined wherever you were at because crumbs just immediately just <laughs> <got> <laughs> flooded. <laughs> oh, over. yeah. Bro, those things were <laughs> those always... Things dude, you could take it straight out of the package. It, it could come in a styrofoam package with bubble wrap and... and, and caution (laughs) precautions, safety precautions, and it's like, you th- remove one, nice and easy, and you open it up, and it's just obliterated. Like they're never <laughs> well put together. Those things are just the crumbs. Oats everywhere. and honey.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nature Valley bar. Exactly. <laughs> they were good though. They were banging, bro. If they ever
2: stayed together and you didn't have to lick the crumbs off the ground, they were actually <laughs> pretty good.
1: I have some sort of Nature Valley uh, snack up there. I thought it was. I think it's like a banana bread, like dark chocolate drizzled one, Ooh. or something like that. But those, those aren't those like, uh, like, like this is the soft bread ones, yeah. and like those bullshit. That's hard ass crunchy ones <laughs> like we they actually, I think so what to happened drink something with mouth <throat> while
2: you ate such it. bad cotton mouth like you couldn't even swallow dude I think what probably happened was they were creating those and they were supposed to be soft. And somebody fell asleep and just let them just fucking overcook, and they were like, Well, we gotta keep it this way now. Oh yeah. So they just fucking dude, they just ran with it. <laughs> just, There's no like, way that, that was the intentional design. Yeah. Falling apart, Korea. <laughs> or bad. they never
1: had one. Yeah, I get yeah, and they just never tried their own product. <laughs> it's like they didn't there was they never read one complaint about somebody being yeah. like, I opened this and every one of them was Busted as hell in the package. No, no consulting <laughs> at the
2: design phase. They were just like, "Well, just try it." <laughs> like, I'm sure
1: these are all right, fine. Just tossing them on the assembly line. That's funny. Well, that Velveeta
2: is probably definitely a uh, better snack than Velveeta. Yeah, Although that would make Belvita some mighty fine mac and cheese and stuff. Velveeta, would <laughs> be, fine? mighty fine, mighty yeah. fine. Yeah,
1: eating it, I feel like just straight would be kind of disgusting.
2: No, I'm but, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really partake in the cheese eating too much, and. uh I don't think just a straight up brick of Velveeta <laughs> would be very satisfying. Right. What is that? Velveeta. <laughs> but you, you do have a little bit more of a physically demanding job, right? Like you're yeah, gonna be I'm
1: hopping off and on and like yeah. on and then throw it. You
2: know, uh you got you were saying that, you know, you really don't like not eating anything, but it's probably because you're gonna be needing some sort of you know, some source yeah. of fuel throughout the day. But uh you know, we were kinda talking before uh, we actually started up the podcast just about, um, just grinding and doing whatever it takes, you know, for, for you to kind of assemble and put the, put the life together that you, that it is that you're trying to desire or, you know, that you desire and you're trying to build. And, uh, uh, you know, Elijah, you said you're, you working for a trash company, right? So you're going to be jumping off the truck, freaking throwing trash in there and stuff. But, uh, I don't know if you know this, but my favorite fighter of all time, George St. Pierre, he was notoriously known for, uh, working, As a uh, uh, a trash man uh, throughout a long period of his career, so you know even (laughs) while he was you know what I was just saying with like just doing odds and ends jobs while you're you know trying to scrape by and pay for training and just do whatever you can to kind of spend as much time on the mats, Um, he was he was doing exactly that. You know he was like he was a a literal trash man, and now he's you know he's renowned as one of the greatest fighters of all time. You're you know, one of the sad.
1: craziest bodies of all time. Yeah, he you was were jacked, He bro. was just <laughs> like everything on his body was a muscle. Was yeah, insane. he's a savage.
2: I mean, it's one of the reasons he's one of the greats, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, though. It makes sense that he'd do something like that. I could just see that guy not stopping. Every yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, it's good, too. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of humbling. You know, you're trying to be a, a literal world champion like somebody that's the best in the world better than everybody else but you're working a job that's uh you know probably looked at as like a little bit uh you know so stuff that not everybody would want to do you know dealing with trash and stuff you know and it's like it's, it's it's good to have those humble roots and roots and uh willing to freaking get down and dirty you know work for what you want for yeah. sure
1: yeah i know like i'm sure a lot of those guys probably do stuff like that i know like what Steve miocchi he's like a firefighter right? yeah yeah. yeah, there's a
2: lot of guys, a lot of fighters that, um, that you know, you don't make any money in this sport, man, until you're making a lot of money, and uh, um, I would like to say I'm there, but I'm not, I'm still in the uh, partially broke phase, so, um, finally, you know, finally making my way up a little bit, but um, uh, still got a long way to go, but there's, a, you know, all of us, you know, you're freaking working little odds and ends and just trying to make ends meet, uh, while still spending as much time on the mat as you can, you know? And you don't get paid to go to practice. You don't get paid for training. Uh, you get paid when you fight. And then even when you get paid when you fight, you got people that you got to pay percentages to. You got, you know, taxes and you're making very little. Dude, my first, my pro debut, uh, so my first professional fight, I got paid 300 to fight, 300 to win. So I won, I got paid 600 bucks, And then, you know, you can imagine you're paying a $200 gym fee a month. Uh, you know on top of trying to eat really well eating you know higher quality food to cut weight uh, paying for massages and manual therapy and stuff to take care of your body Um, you know just all there's so much that goes into it you know and uh, you're definitely not making you're losing money even as a professional for a long long time you know it's it's definitely one of those things that um, definitely one of those things that's just you're hanging on to the dream of just like one day I'm gonna be able to do this shit. One day I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. And uh, so I, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm I'm a little biased because I, I am a fighter, but I got a lot of respect for a lot of a lot of high level fighters, especially just because of like I know they had to go through a lot of shit to make it to where they are. You know, they sacrificed a lot, and then uh, <clears throat> it's hard to stay strong in your in your belief of like something great is gonna happen from this when you work as hard as you possibly can and you wake up the next day and you're still in the exact same position you were, you know. It's like you don't get any immediate gratification of like uh uh especially with something like um skills training, you know? It's like you 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 don't see the the return on investment right away, you know? It might be months in between your next fight. So several months down the road, hopefully that skills training shows up and you get to see a noticeable difference from fight to fight, you know, but in between there you're not really seeing any measurable results you know so you're just hoping that the time and effort that you put in is actually paying off you know so it's it takes a lot of a lot of belief in in yourself and and just uh faith of you know things are going to work out so i love that's i mean it's one of my favorite parts of the sport is just freaking the uh the mentality you have to have
1: you know tough it out and keep going, but yeah,
2: it's true to life. You know, yeah. it, every everybody's got to be that way, You know, or, or you know, we uh, try our best to just like, no matter what happens, I'm mm-hmm. just going to stay strong in my belief and continue to work hard, no matter what the outcome yeah. is, and uh, you know, not let not let the uh, obstacles and adversities of life, you know, stop me from doing what I'm dreaming of doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a. I mean, you do live like a pretty crazy life, like you know, you really <laughs> do, like. So you grind you like you gotta grind away for your dream. So you're grinding and then in your free time you're fighting. So you're always grinding.
2: You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, something like that. I appreciate that. It, <laughs> it's uh yeah, it definitely is a, it's a crazy way to make a living. I don't know, um <laughs> I was just talking about um I, I just heard this thing, it was it was something along the lines of like there's like four different stages of belief. And uh uh, or of a dream, something something along those lines. But it was like the first phase is uninformed optimism. So it's like you don't actually know what it is that you're about to get into, but you really believe that you can do it. So for me, it was fighting. You know, I was uninformed optimist. of like, I'm gonna be the best fighter in the world one day, having no idea what all that entails. And then the next stage is informed, informed pessimism. So you're like, so you went from uninformed. Optimism to informed pessimism. So you get in there and you realize, oh my gosh, this is way harder than I thought it was going to be. There's so much more to this than I originally gave credit to. And then the stage after that is informed optimism. And it's like, okay, I now see how difficult this is going to be. I'm very informed on what all this is going to take, but I'm optimistic in the sense of, I'm still going to do this shit. Like I'm I'm going to make this happen. And then that fourth stage is like real belief. Like, once you get past that, you're like, I really believe I can do this shit. And, uh, and you uh, will. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you have to. And that's just, I feel like that's, I definitely, i heard, when I heard that, I was like, man, that's pretty spot on for myself anyways. And you know what's funny? It was like, it's a pretty simple uh order of, you know, uh, sequence of events, but that was over a 13-year span for me, of or something like that. What am I, I'm 25, so started training when i was like 13 or so you know so i was it's been 12 years and honestly just as of recently i would say i'm finally hitting this final stage of like really really believing you know because it was always uh you know even this last fight there was a lot of nerves and stuff and uh uh, there's always gonna be nerves you know it's you're freaking about to get in a fist fight with a trained killer so um uh but still uh there's you know you just I i feel like it's just so human for us to have self doubt you know don't get me wrong. I've always believed of you know, of like I'm gonna do this shit no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it gets hard sometimes, you know. And it's like again, that's just true to life. And that's why I love fighting. It's like I feel like it's the most analogous thing to life, the most closely relatable because life itself is a fight. You know, we we have we fight. Uh, I feel like even just making decisions is a fight. You know, a battle between doing what's right and what's wrong, or doing what we want to do and what we th- what is actually right. You know, yeah. what we need to do. Um, that's a fight. You know, to make those the, the decisions, fighting to do what's right. And, uh, um, so fighting is just super analogous to life. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's super, super common and super human of us to have a lot of self doubt and insecurity, you know? And, uh, I feel like finally after, you know, 12, 13 years of like, um, you know, going through those stages, uninformed optimism, informed pessimism, informed optimism. And then now I'm finally like, no, we're going to, we're going to take this shit all the way, bro. Like. We can we can do this, you know. I ain't nothing yet. I still dude, I freaking you know, this last fight was uh was a good showing and uh, you know, ended up resulting in a in a loss due to uh this cut I got on my face right now. Um <laughs> uh in the third round it was bad enough for the doctor to stop it and stuff, but um but uh, man, this is just the beginning and I'm just so so thankful and blessed with the opportunity that I have, you know, so can't wait to uh
1: can't wait to get back in there and do this stuff again. The moment I saw that, and it was, you know, the TKO, but then, like, like that happened, and then the next thing happened, it was, like, even though it's, like, you got fight in the night, and it was, like, holy shit, like, some fucking great shit came out of this. Yeah. You know, I mean, out of the whole, the whole thing. Not that, you know, it just, there's always, you know, some sort of silver lining and everything. Always,
2: man. And, you know, what's funny is, uh, I was praying to God a lot for, uh, um you know, victory, give me, give me strength and, and, uh, the ability to persevere any obstacles that are thrown my way so I can, um, overcome and, 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 uh, you know, continue to chase my dreams and achieve what it is that I want to achieve. And, um, you know, exactly like you said, I lost, you know, so technically, you know, it's kind of like a failure, you know, I didn't, I didn't get the victory, but even then, even in our, even in our losses, even in our, our quote unquote failures, you know we can still win in in uh pretty spectacular ways you know of like I lost that fight, but uh I got a life changing amount of money in in uh the bonus from the fight of the night you know so um, like I was telling you guys you know it's not quite as much as I had originally hoped but um you know there's a lot of people i've heard that for a long time there's a lot of people in your pockets you know with uh with what we do you know you got to pay a lot of percentages to to everybody <clears throat> including. Including uh, Uncle Sam and the, the government, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, man, it's, dude, it's God is so good. And I, I really do feel like as long as uh, you remain faithful and, and positive and, and try to find the best in things, that there always is a silver lining. And um, even in our failures, there's still victory.
1: Yeah, and I mean, with that too, you obviously, that fight turned heads, you know. If it was able to win fight of the night, it was obviously worth something.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Got a lot. It got a little bit of recognition for sure. And, uh, I,
1: I saw that come up, and everybody, like almost every single person that I saw, and I tried not to look at the comments sections either. But like, you know, I saw like all of your posts, and I was like looking and stuff. And like almost every single person were like, "Oh yeah, they look. He looked like he was winning anyway." Before yeah. that happened, yeah. <laughs> everybody was saying that. Yeah, it's a all lot good, of people man. that like I know never you heard were, of. Yeah, yeah, never heard of, or like they were from you know across the country. Like I'm sure they had no connection to you, or anything, but just like. Oh, they're like, dude was pissed too. He yes. had that fight won and all this stuff. <laughs> I was like,
2: damn. Man, I was just uh,
1: no, I I did, you know,
2: truthfully, in between rounds, I wasn't real sure, you know, going into the third round, uh, I wasn't real sure if I was up two nothing or maybe if it was one and one, uh, because it was a really close fight, man. It was it was very competitive, dude. That dude, I fought is a is a savage. Nazim Sadikov, he's a freaking killer, bro, and. uh um so I wasn't real sure, you know, it was a really close fight, so I wasn't real sure I wasn't confident that I was up two nothing or anything, but uh actually after the fight, we got to see the judges scorecards and all three judges had me up two rounds to none uh going into that third round. So all I had to do was make it through the fight and I would have, you know, won the fight as long as I didn't get KO'd or submitted in that that last round, but um but man, it is what it is. It's uh that's fighting and that's part of the the uh beauty of the sport, man. You never know what's going to happen and uh uh, like I was saying, it's just, it's true to life, man. You could be doing, you know, things could be going well and you'd be trying your hardest and, and, uh, uh, do everything you can in your power to make things go right. And just some weird fluky stuff happens and, uh, you end up, you know, not getting the result that you were wanting, but, uh, but you know, that's up to us to, to keep fighting, keep moving forward and, um, looking for the silver lining. Cause, uh, man, I was definitely, I would definitely be lying if I said I wasn't devastated. I was, dude, I was Really disappointed when they stopped the fight. I couldn't believe it because um, I felt like I was just four minutes away from you know getting my first UFC victory, and yeah, uh, uh, um, you know, I felt like it got ripped out of my hands. And uh, but. Like I said, dude, I I I know that no matter what happens, you know, God's plan is always so much so far superior than mine that I, I really believe in whatever it is he has in store for me. So whatever happens is meant to happen. And, uh, you know, uh, we just got to do our best with whatever it is. And, and like we were saying, just look for the silver lining. Look at the, the bright side of things because there's always something.
1: Yeah, that's it is kind of true, though, with that sport, especially it's like. Anything you know can happen in the in an instant. Kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, dude. That's intriguing. why it's
2: that's why it's so fun. You know, one of the analogies that I that I heard that I like is you know in like a football game or something. You know, you could be down forty two to nothing, and you just throw this crazy ass hail mary, everything you got pass. You know, and you manage to make this most spectacular play in the world. You get it, you score a touchdown, and you're still down forty two to six. You know, like <laughs> it's it's great play, but it didn't win you the game. And fighting. You could be getting your ass whooped the whole entire fight, and the other guy slip up for one second, or the or vice versa, and you just get, you land one big punch, you know, or you he makes one bad decision, and you get his back, and slip a choke in, and you choke him out, you know, it's like, it's very unforgiving, and uh, anything can happen at any time, so that is, to me, that's part of the reason it's it's so fun to watch, this because it keeps you on the edge of your seat, you know, on your toes at all times, because at the at, uh, uh you know, flip of a coin, a freaking you know, a drop of a pen, it, it could, you know, turn around.
1: Yeah, it's like uh everybody was talking about that with that what Kamara Usman and Oh yeah Leon Edwards, how he just like flipped it on him in the yes. last under a minute or something, right? Yeah, that that's probably the greatest example is like, <laughs> Kamar Usman, the number one pound for pound best fighter in the world
2: at the time, uh, was on his way to a dominant victory i mean dominant he had a hard first round leon did really well the first round and then kamaro came out the second round and just dominated the rest of the time and there was less than a minute left in the whole fight less than a minute left in the fifth round and uh kamaru uzman was well on his way to a uh comp- a very dominant uh decision um and uh got head kick ko'd you know Got Leon Edwards, you know, stuck in the fight and pulled pulled out, you know, a trick out of his sleeve and freaking landed this perfect, beautiful head kick, and uh, you know, and props to him. It wasn't, you know, a lot of people say he got lucky, you know, but he was setting that kick up the whole entire fight, and uh, you know, though I think Kamaru Usman showed and proved that he was the far superior fighter, at least on that night, because he was dominating. He was up, you know, he might have lost, he lost the first round, but he was up four to one you know, at, at that point, uh, that was the only round he lost and he dominated the rest of the fight. And then Leon Edwards though, uh, stuck in the fight, kept fighting, never gave up and, uh, managed to make it happen, you know? And that's, dude, I get so geeked out on fighting and I love it so much because, um, you know, whenever I was like, I think, uh, I guess I was about 21 I, I or maybe, maybe even 22. Um, my, uh, my life purpose changed, you know, for I, up until that point, I really believed my, my purpose. The reason God put me here on earth was just to be the best fighter I could be. And then, um, you know, I lost a little cousin of mine in a car accident and she, you know, passed away really young. And being at her funeral actually changed my life. And I felt like God came to me and, and said to me, you know, now that you believe that nothing else in the world matters except for being the best fighter you can be, because that's what it's going to take to be great, I'm going to show you there's a lot more important stuff in life than fighting. And, uh, you know, right then and there, my purpose changed from being the best fighter I could be to being the best person I could be. And, uh, you know, now I, it, it kind of makes sense to me. I realize that I don't think God ever intended for me to be a, uh, world champion MMA fighter. He just wanted me to be a, a champion in life, you know, and, and I, I'm super thankful for MMA. Um, and don't get me wrong. I have all the intentions in the world of still pursuing this dream as far as I possibly can. And I think that as long as I do my best, there's no reason that I can't one day be, you know, one of the best, if not the very best in the world. And, uh, but, uh, the much more important thing is, is being a champion of life, you know, just being a good person and, uh, you know, trying to positively impact the world and other people's lives as much as possible. And, uh, but what it is, is MMA to me is like, I've already said, is, is the most analogous thing to life, the most closely relatable because life itself is a fight for everybody, you know? So, um, being good at that skill at this sport at fighting you know at mma at mixed martial arts is almost directly relatable to life and has is helping me uh hopefully becoming a uh champion of life you know just being the best version of myself that i can be so it's far far more than just fighting you know and i'm i'm very thankful that uh unbelievably thankful and just blessed that you know god has pushed me and uh guided me down the path that I'm on, you know, so just just very thankful for the uh, opportunities that I have, and very, very blessed, man, I, I just get geeked out on life, and just excited for everything about it, man.
1: It's a good way to be, though. <clears> Try <throat> <clears throat> to be. Get the positivity going, you know, yeah. somebody has to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, uh, we could, I feel like the world definitely needs some more of it, especially, you know, right now, I just, I, I yeah. feel like this is a time for us all to you know, try to be as optimistic as possible. I feel like there's a lot of stuff going on and, you know, a lot of madness, a lot of chaos, you know, I'm sure that's always going on in the world, but it's definitely being highlighted and spotlighted right now. So, um, I think it's really important for us to, uh, pull together, um, and, uh, always be the best version of ourselves that we can be. And I think in that is, uh, helping others to be the best that they can be, you know, through love and kindness and, and, uh, definitely not, uh, hatred or or division you know separating ourselves from each other so I feel like we uh we just have an obligation a moral obligation and uh duty to the world to just be the best that we can and uplift each other and you know try to make the world a better place for everybody else and in doing so it's uh you know that's a pretty selfless act of of putting everybody you know trying to put everybody first but uh, I really feel like the energy that you put out into the world makes its way back to you so um uh i always, you know I think about it like being selfishly selfless you know you're trying to be the greatest version of yourself uh so you can ultimately give back and have more to offer to the world. but I really do think that in itself will find its way back to you you know and you will be rewarded, maybe not even in the ways that you had originally anticipated you know, but I really feel like what comes around goes around you know it'll uh, it'll find its way back to you so uh it's always always good to do the right thing and uh um <laughs> never good to do the wrong thing so Take care of each other and uh, do the best we can, man. Because you never know what people are going through.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's like I've thought about that more and more, especially lately. You're like, you're like, you just have to understand, you know. It, like you, you're always going to understand like your perspective of somebody's like what's what's going on with them, but you really don't understand from theirs. No, 100%. no matter no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Man. They could try to explain it to you and you only perceive it the way you're going to take it in you know what I mean it's very hard to like get totally on the same page that's why we have to be gracious with one another you know what I'm saying that's why we got to get along and we got to cut each other a break like that's what I've been saying I'm like it's it's just tough too because you get in you get stuck in that point in life and just you're trying to fucking you're struggling with a multitude of different things and you're like man you're like somehow I gotta release this overstimulation and just fucking you know because it just it's tough sometimes Yeah, absolutely,
2: man. You, uh, you really do never know what somebody's going through though. And, uh, it it is really as much as we like to think and, and, uh, uh, would like to believe that we can really understand somebody until you've lived that exact life, man, you really don't know, you know? So it's like, I feel like we, uh, we all need to be, um, a lot more understanding of one another. You know, we, we truly just don't understand, uh, you know, what, what life circumstances somebody's had, you know? You never know, cause, uh, yeah, just because just because somebody wears it well, just because somebody wears it well doesn't mean that they haven't been through a lot, you know?
1: Yeah. You don't understand, like, somebody's past or what conditions they have or they're going through or, you know, you're literally just living your life. <laughs> yeah. And you're interacting. Every, every It's like a big, giant ant colony, you know? Everybody's just kind of interweaving yeah. and doing their own thing, living their own life. So, everybody gets caught up in that though I think yeah. you know it's kind of hard to when you're caught in the daily grind of life and just going through your emotions and trying to keep your routine and doing what you need to do it's hard to like step out of that and think about what other people are thinking or feeling, you know when in reality, like everybody has their own mission, like what you said with the yeah. answer or just whatever everybody's got a direction they're trying to go, but it's all happening at the same time, like you have to fucking you have to kind of let people stay their path and do do what they're supposed to be doing.
2: Yeah, 100% man. You know, we're all the uh we're the uh main character uh we're we're the main character of our story, you know. So, um it always seems like everything we're doing is what's most important, you know. So we get yeah. real caught up on on ourselves and what we're doing and we forget that everybody else has got a whole another life too, man. It's mm-hmm. like we we get caught up in the idea of like we're the main character. And everybody else is just playing, you know, side roles and stuff, you know? It's like, what are you doing in my movie, bro? Like, did you forget this? This is my movie, and, you know? But it's not true. It's freaking, it's our movie, yeah. man. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, man, I just, I get so geeked out. I, I just, I really do, man. I'm, I love life. I'm very blessed and glad to, glad to have great people around me like you guys. And, uh, yeah. glad just, to have you, man. Too, hey, thank man. you, buddy. Yeah. I, uh. Man, I I say it all the time um, that uh, God has really blessed me with more than I I even deserve. Like, man, I just... So many blessings, seriously. But the people in my life are by far my greatest blessing, man. I just... I've had... I have had and still have so many just incredible people that have helped get me to where I am and and to shape my perspective on life and and just influence me in a, a positive way and... Um, man, I just—if I know you at all—I love you because whether even if it was bad interactions or whatever, you know, um, the good, the bad, and the shits, <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's all the same stuff. You know, you can't have one without the other, and uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, it uh, uh, it helps mold us into who we are. And I'm uh, I'm just very thankful with the way life is, and um, uh, I have nothing but love and. Gratitude for all the people in my life, man. So thank you guys.
1: I'm sure they'll be appreciative to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's like, and once again, it sounds like a cliche, but that's why it's important to keep, you know, big picture perspective. Like, cause like, it's easy to get caught up in, in your own shit, but like, if you, if you fucking, if you widen the whole view, there's a lot of things going on. You know what I mean? It's not oh, yeah. just your life and your role. It's There's everybody's stuff and everybody's trying to figure out how yeah. the hell this thing works.
2: I, uh, I remember seeing this, uh, this meme one time. It was like, uh, it was literally a picture of the Milky Way. So it's just this enormous zoomed out picture of the uh uh, of the universe (laughs) essentially you know and it was like there was a there was a big arrow pointing to like just a speck like you can't even tell what it is and it's like here you are in the the shower crying about your problems you know and it's like it's just funny because it kind of puts into perspective like look at the vastness of this and you're worried about the little bitty details that are going on in your life you know and it's like just kind of a, a reminder of like there's a lot more good stuff going on don't get caught up in in the thick of the thin you know the the don't get too caught up in the 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 little things you know becoming big problems you know because they're really not whenever we have you know and it sucks but sometimes it takes um you know pretty life altering events for us to get put in perspective like that, whether it's like uh You know, a near-death experience or the loss of a loved one or, uh, you know, getting fired from a job, losing, uh, you know, a relationship, failing, um, uh, any other type of failure or or defeat. Um, Sometimes it takes something like that for us to uh, really kind of realize, you know, it takes something really big in us in order for us to realize, like, There's a, you know, to, to take a step back and look and be like, yeah, there's a lot more stuff going on. You know, don't get caught up in, in these little things, especially in the stuff that what seems like, you know, I hate to even almost use it like this because it seems so overused and maybe cliche, but like to fall into like the societal norms of like, you're supposed to work a nine to five and, and, and make this money and and build this life that you're, that you're wanting, uh, you know, that to have nice cars and, and to achieve, um, a certain societal status. Uh, or, or to climb like a societal hierarchy, uh, whatever it may be, you know? And, uh, we, I feel like we just get so caught up in that sometimes, you know, and it's, it's it's hard to, it's hard to take a step back and realize that, um, in the grand scheme of things, we really ain't shit, (laughs) you know? And that's the truth of it is like, you know, Jordan Peterson has an amazing quote that I love is, done a lot of them. Dude, he's the best. I freaking love JP. Jay Pizzle. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that he would appreciate that I call him that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Doctor Peterson. Uh, but uh, no, he said, um, "Never overestimate who you are, but don't underestimate who you could be." And I just love that because it's just saying, you know, don't don't believe that you're better than you are. You know, don't get too caught up in your own hype and, and you being the shit uh, and, and being the main character of your story. Um, but at the same time, don't ever underestimate who you could turn yourself into in the sense of if you work hard enough and if you sacrifice enough and, and you could really achieve some incredible things. And it's much deeper than the cliches and the, uh, of the societal norms that I was talking about. Like it's, he's not saying that to be, to be like, don't underestimate who you could be in the sense of you being some, some really rich, you know, Lamborghini driving, uh, uh, badass, you know, but it, it, it more so in the sense of like, don't underestimate who you could be in the sense of like, you could be a freaking very successful, loving mother or father or mm-hmm. just family member of like, it doesn't have to, to be some grandioso, uh, really Rich spectacular, type. you know, million Instagram follower having, you know, a type of life. It's just like, dude, being being a great mother um, shout out to my sister, my little sister, man. I, uh, love you to death, Zoe. And, uh, that, that woman, she really is, man. She, uh, you know, got pregnant pretty early and, um, stepped up and took on a really challenging role of, uh, you know, being a team mom and, uh, friggin' has knocked it out of the park, man. She's just an incredible mother, man. And I just, I love her to death. And, um, uh, but even something like that, you know, she, she's, uh, to me, a really good example of exactly what I'm talking about, of like, it doesn't. It doesn't take a lot to, um, you know. It just takes being a good person uh, and to, you know, to be a great mom. And uh, she is definitely that man. She's just incredible. But I think sometimes we get too caught up in thinking that we need to, um, you know, we 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 have to have a uh, this. This uh. This idea, whatever your idea of success is, you know, is not always. What it really should be I really feel like as as people we don't actually know ourselves as well as we should Mm -hmm. So therefore a lot of times we don't even know what we truly want because we don't know ourselves enough, you know Because especially nowadays we're so externally stimulated. Uh, There's so much stimulation going on We're always we always have a way to keep ourselves distracted and keep ourselves from sitting and pondering on our own thoughts and reflecting and 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 being very intrinsic With our way of thinking, you know, we're always focused on the external world. You know, Uh, how can I be making money, getting better? Uh, I'm very bad about that. I'm very, very focused on uh, quote unquote being better all the time. You know, I just feel like I feel like uh, you ain't shit, man. You got a lot of work to do. You better you better get to it. You know, and I. uh, The
1: American way, I think. It really is, yeah. Same with the even your quote. Everybody's gonna interpret it as. You know, oh, I'm going to have a mansion and drive a yeah. sports car and own a big business. Because that's just the American way of thinking. Like, that's how we think of success, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always wealth-related or status-related or, yeah, like, socially accepted, really, like, just wanting to be rich and famous. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's what everybody thinks greatness is, at least in our way of life. Because that's kind of what... America is, you know, people come here for that too. Like that's yep. the land of opportunity. Man. Yeah. And, and God
2: bless it, man. Because, uh, I, I'm very fortunate to, uh, uh, train at a, at a, an amazing gym at Kilcoff FC. And, uh, we have a lot, we have a amazing melting pot of all kinds of different, uh, nationalities and ethnicities and stuff, the different cultural backgrounds And, uh, so I've met all kinds of different people from all kinds of different places all over the world with very different upbringings and, and, uh, you know, outlooks on life and, and all of them, you know, are usually very incredible human beings, you know? And, uh, uh, but it's like, man, we have it really good here. We have it really, really good in America, even though there's a lot of turmoil and a lot of, uh, um, uh, there's a lot of division, separation, you know, amongst uh, different, uh, especially you know, I'm sure believe, but between different political standpoints and and um, you know, even religious or moral beliefs, whatever, you know, kind of divide, it causes a lot of divide. But it's like we need to step back and remember, man, we have it really freaking good here. We have it really good here.
1: It's not like it's just chaos in war within the country, like as much as it seems like that. The other thing is like. Some of the negatives are highlighted because of social media. So even if things are, are a small problem, it'll be there's an article written about it. It's passed around <laughs> everywhere. People are like, oh my god, yeah. can you believe in S- South Carolina this happened? It's like, yeah, yeah, because we see articles all over, you know, all the time about this kind of stuff. It's because all these negatives are being highlighted. It's because it's what makes news. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes, sometimes it's pay easy pays. to pay attention to those things. And that's the other thing that, that keeps you distracted. Sometimes the news and like they want you to see. Just some of the chaos of the world. and It's just like that's not indicative of what the whole thing is. You know what I mean? For the most part, we have it really good. Like, there's not uh, you know an insane amount of crime, and it's just the you know what I'm saying the worst problem ever yeah. over the country. It's got to be better than it used to be.
2: Yeah, for sure. I uh, agree. There's more
1: cameras on everything than there used to be. It's like that's got to cut down a lot on the uh, on the issues. Um, but. Once again, now that we evolved into the technology stage and everybody, there's eyes on everything, there's, everything comes with, with its own set of problems. Yeah, And yeah. we're seeing the results of that, too. So, like, everything looks like so much worse of a problem because everybody knows about it now. Yeah. It was all still going on before. Yeah. It just wasn't being highlighted in that limelight. Yeah, absolutely. Things couldn't spread in an instant. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. It's I, I just, heard this
2: quote. I really like uh, uh, going off of what you just said. is just... Uh, uh, bad news could make its way around the world, while good news is still putting its shoes on. You know? It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. like for real, dude. You know, it's yeah. like it, it, people are just so much more apt to uh, spreading bad news. I feel like you know, and uh, but you know, I, I would imagine it's got to be it's probably for a uh, um, almost like a primal instinctive uh, way of thinking because I'm sure it's way more important, especially back in the day, that we knew about the bad stuff. Before the good stuff Of like Hey Watch out There's gonna be A severe famine coming Other than You know Get ready for it Other than like Johnny just had Had a baby You know know, That's great news But we gotta get ready So we don't fucking Die of starvation You know So it's I'm sure that You know Or even more uh, You know A little uh, quicker would be like Hey there's a freaking Jaguar around the corner Getting ready to eat you Don't go that way (laughs) You know So bad news We're probably much more Um wired just to uh uh be alert and watch out for bad stuff you know so but like you said it probably gets highlighted and exacerbated with all the cameras and especially with social media everybody's got uh, a platform to voice their opinions and a lot of times you know we share the negative things you know but but it is what it is man it's and i really you know what uh as bad as some aspects of social media are dude i'll tell you what i personally um I, I, dude, I love my social media, <laughs> but I really feel like a lot of it is because of the algorithm, you know, like the algorithm is going to show us what it is that we interact with. And I, you know, I at least try my best to, uh, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my feed, you know, both f- Facebook and, uh, Instagram, whatever is, uh, I, I, dude, I'm, I'm a loser with, uh, quotes. I love, I love good quotes, you know, fire you up, get you motivated and inspired or, uh, just remind you, you know, uh, or just, you know, uplift you, um, And, uh, so a lot of my stuff is like that, or just, you know, obviously a lot of training, uh, you know, weightlifting, uh, you know, diet style, you know, related stuff. But, um, I really feel like, man, we have the, we have much more control and and influence over what we take in than than we give credit for. Um, if you don't, if you truly don't want to partake in something, you know, as as far as like maybe bad news, uh, or, or, um uh all the negativity on the uh on on the news outlets or social media whatever stop interacting with it you know i'm sure I, I you know i think there's even an option like on on instagram you know like hide this from me or whatever you know or like uh you dislike it to where it's it's you know less likely to yeah. pop up in your algorithm you know and it's yeah. like i really feel like that uh that really works uh, i heard on joe rogan one of their buddies one of his buddies did a uh, uh a little bit of a um a, a science review or a uh uh, a little test, you know, this is all anecdotal evidence. It wasn't an actual study or anything, but he got, he created a YouTube account and just looked up videos of puppies and kittens. And that's all that showed him. Like when he would get on YouTube, all it would recommend to him was puppies and kittens, you know? So it's like what we're getting recommended is almost directly related with what we want to see, you know, what it is that we're looking for, you know? So uh, try our best to keep that stuff out of there because that just like, physically what we put in our body you know dictates how we feel and how we act you know uh same thing with our our mental food our brain food you know what we feed our brain and our mind is like man you can same way you can rot your body with really bad quality food you can rot your mind with really bad quality information you know or or stuff that you're indulging in so uh, it's really important to try to be as positive as possible
1: yeah i feel like the media and Social media, but really the media just in general too just really wants to paint like a native divisive picture and hy attention too. it's not You're like no I mean and I'm not saying that stuff like that doesn't happen mm-hmm. that there isn't horrible things because I mean. We live in St. Louis. I mean, if you look, if you watch the news, it's yeah. going to be every night. They're going to be like, oh, there was 14 murders in the city last night. You're like, Jesus Christ. But it's like there's nothing they're saying on there that's like, hey, this is how we solve this. They are just yeah. reporting yeah. that a bunch of people got killed. And yeah. then it's like, all right, have a good night. Enjoy dinner. It's like, what well, what dang. is the point of watching something like Yeah. <laughs> enjoy dinner <laughs> but i mean at the end of the day
2: everything especially you know like we said god bless america but uh a meritocracy man is like everything's a business at the end of the day mm-hmm. you know so it's like what's gonna get views what's gonna make money and uh negativity man really draws people's attention like you're we drama. drama and humans yeah. love it Yeah,
1: yeah as far as entertainment i mean it's interesting but it's like in real life it's you know, there's, there's shit that really happens that you gotta contend with, so it's yeah. it's not as uh, fun to partake
2: in. <laughs> well, yeah, man, and actually, you know, to kind of play devil's advocate to what I was just saying, yeah. is, uh, as much as I try to be positive and stuff, I also try to keep a very realistic outlook of, yeah. like, I used to have this, like, naive, optimistic way of looking at life of, like, there is no bad, you know, nothing bad happens because it's only about how you perceive it, and, uh... But, I mean, I hate to say it, but that really, honestly, isn't always the case, man. There's some real evil in this world, man. There's some mm-hmm. real shitty stuff that happens, so it's it's not right to ignore it or pretend it doesn't happen, but I also don't think that we have to, uh, you know, loathe on it for too, too much. You know, we can't yeah. get too caught up in it because, man, if we allow it to, it'll freaking consume us.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of negativity out there, but, I mean in most of your daily life going around and interacting with people like you see the world isn't a terrible place you know yeah. what I mean? no like, people are. most people are out there just trying to live life too. Yep. and trying and to, to make it work life. yep a lot of
2: good people out there man don't uh i think that uh part of what everything we we're just talking about kind of paints a picture this picture for us that like there's a lot of bad people out there and i'm sure there is but there's uh, a lot more good people out there than we give credit for. Oh, yeah. So. Well,
1: that, you know, that's the thing. It's like they, they look at the exception, not the overarching, like, yeah. how everybody is. Because those are the things that get pulled out. They're like, oh, shit, what happened over here? Yeah. And like Elijah was saying, too, it's like sometimes things are like actual real, you know, incidents and tragedies that should be addressed and or, yeah. like recognized. But like that, it's not like that is... Paints the whole picture. You know what I mean? Yeah, It's absolutely. not like that should be reflective of what everything is because of the 1%. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't think the 1% negative should overrule the 99 other percent positive. Yeah. Like, what kind of a realistic ratio is that? Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And then, look, once again, it's not even to underestimate because there's certain situations that are just too damning to ignore and you're just like, this is just... It needs to be addressed, yeah. for sure. And you'd be a worse person for acting like it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, but... At the same time, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Just like with anything, there's got to be balance. You got to give it the proper amount of recognition, but you can't let it all overrule you. your thoughts and mind. And you know, you don't want to create chaos around you. Yep. So. It is what it is. Yeah, I
2: agree, man. You gotta uh, just like with anything, man. It's all about balance. We gotta yeah. you know keep
1: a level head as much as possible. So. You don't let your guard down, but be a good person. Yeah, hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah, you can't be naively letting your guard down. (laughs) Yeah, put yourself like like, put yourself in intentional harm's way. "Ah, I'll be fine. Yeah, (laughs) no, you won't. You walk in the wrong (laughs) neighborhood, or just yeah, thinking (laughs) that anywhere you go and any way you act anywhere is gonna be fine. Like yeah, you can't do that. Know how to act in certain situations. You You probably just go around like a dumbass. You know. Like, I wouldn't recommend wearing, like, a Confederate flag shirt in LA. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they won't say anything. Who knows? Maybe they will. It'll be on somebody's Facebook, though. (laughs) Oh, shit. Definitely probably get some pushback. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, yeah, you shouldn't. Go the east side and the Confederate flag shirt. Well, you shouldn't do that either. (laughs) Oh, man. You want to take a break? Alrighty. Well, um,. Let's call it a an old break for the time being. We will be back with the good, the bad, and the shits. Everyone is returning. Oh Let's go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow. but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere, yeah, they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos, right there up on Broadway, Pull me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street, catch me in the kitchen like the Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street, off white Lexus, driving so slow, but BK is from Texas, me, I'm up at stop, home on that. Boy- now I live on Billboard, and I put my with me. up the tie Still sipping my top. Sitting and nets, give me high Nigga, I'll spiked out. I could trip the by my attitude that I'm most hey. i have... I'm yeah. You yeah. You do. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are
0: back
1: with Evan Elder, his second guest appearance on the podcast and it is time for some good, the bad, and the shits. <laughs> bam,
0: bam, bam, bam. Let's
1: go. <laughs> um, alrighty. Well, you want to lead us off here? Yeah, I can. Yeah, sure. Alrighty. Let's uh, let's see what the what whole show' list... got. Yeah, what do we got? All right. We're going to start off hot Not here. <laughs> <laughs> with a uh, good old topic. Now, I don't really know like if this would be it'd be real controversial to say underrated to this because obviously most people are going to say overrated but I, I guess I mean more the perception do you think that they're as bad as they're painted out to be and you being a professional athlete it's different in your world because I mean it's illegal but what's your guys take on steroids? Hmm, that's a good one. That's a good one.
2: Um, man, I. Uh, I personally, I, you know, that's a pretty broad spectrum. Like, what technically, what, what would you consider steroids? Uh, I mean, not what would you consider, but, like, there's a broad range of that. You know, like, would you consider some TRT, like testosterone replacement therapy, as steroids? Because, I mean, you're technically injecting testosterone, yeah. you know? like, uh, But it's probably not going to be the same as doing some, like, Anavar or freaking... Uh, uh, any other crazy amount of like, uh, anabolic steroids, you know, but anyways, I guess it depends a lot on like what your goals are, what you're doing it for. If you're doing it to cheat, to get ahead in a sport, I don't agree. You know, uh, I don't agree with them much anyways. I just feel like God has given us more than we need to, uh, properly take care of our body. And I feel like what it happens a lot of times. And, uh, Uh, Even with like really low testosterone levels, especially nowadays, is uh, just a lack of good diet and exercise, and you know we don't take care of of ourselves as much as we should. So then we start leaning on outside sources instead of allowing our body to kind of naturally govern itself. But, anyways, uh, long story short, I would have to say, I guess to answer your question, it would be like overrated. Like I don't agree with them. Um, I think. You know, with that being said, obviously they give you great results, you know, like as far as, you know, aesthetics, uh, very pleasing for, for the looks. Um, but as far as overall metabolic health, I think it greatly diminishes that and, um, is not worth the, uh, consequences of, uh, you know, potentially greatly shortening your life. Um, you know, you see all the time, great bodybuilders dropping dead, uh, way too early, uh, to me, Personally, it's just not worth the uh, the risk, you know, for the reward. Because um, I think of it as a little bit of like a shortcut, you know, like I'm just gonna take this shortcut to get to where I want to be instead of you know actually putting in the work. But uh, so I guess that's my take.
1: Seems like it's still like rampant in the world of like bodybuilding and stuff too. Like it's like, oh, it never won't be. Yeah, it seems like yeah. you know they it was all the kind of scare campaign behind the tubies. It was like trying to diminish it in bodybuilding, but, like, I feel like I hear it talked about with that so much still nowadays that it's, like, almost, like, it's had a comeback, but now there's more, like, kind of highly advanced, more, like, I guess less dangerous versions of it, but it's, like, like you said, what do you consider? Yeah, You know, is it HGH and TRT and all that? Is that steroids or...
2: Yeah, you know, I'm sure it's all steroids. I don't know the uh, technical definition of a steroid, but uh, I would imagine it's something, you know, to do with endogenous hormones, you know, any type of injecting hormones. Uh, I actually heard somebody say, say this a while ago. I didn't really think about it. Any type of steroid that we could do is literally just taking physiology that we already have and enhancing it. So all we're doing is taking stuff that we already have inside of our body and just taking more of it. You know, trying to maximize our levels of it. So I really feel like with, if you were to just do take the 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 proper steps to optimize your health, you can get a lot of effects of something like steroids. Obviously, you're going to get much more. It's just the easier, you know, the easier route, the shortcut, you know, to to take the steroids. But um, yeah, it's never going to not be a huge part of bodybuilding um, because it definitely helps you to achieve a specific physique. Uh, and it is very, it's a lot more popular than I thought it would be even amongst just everyday people, you know, because people want to look a certain way and, uh, Hey man, I don't, I don't have any room to to judge or, uh, um, tell anybody how to live their life. I just personally would not, uh, I don't think the risk for risk for reward is aligned for me.
1: Do you think, do you think like, you know, Taking steroids should disqualify, like in some of these different sports. Like, do you think like that is is just enough to disqualify them from? Oh, you know, some people will be like, oh, he shouldn't have the all time record in this because he did steroids one time. Like, mm. do you think that? Do you think that's reasonable, or do you think that there's? I feel do you like think the stats for all these different athletes still hold up even with steroids.
2: I feel like there's a couple things. Um, for one, it depends on the rule set. If it's allowed. It's technically not cheating. If everybody has the availability to do it. You know, if you said if you if it's in the contract of like we do not drug test you, we want everybody to be as high performing athletes as possible. It's not technically against the rules. So I don't think, you know, if it's not against the rules, they shouldn't be punished for it. But in my opinion, I don't think it's ever gonna be a level playing field because there's different qualities of that type of stuff too. You know, it, it's going to be just like any other drug. I would imagine uh, is like, are you getting street grade or pharmaceutical grade? You know, are you getting, yeah. uh, you know, stuff from Joe Schmo down the street? That's like, yo, you should try this out. You're going to get fucking jacked. You Buying know? needles,
1: yeah, you from know, some dude in the
2: locker room. Yeah, you <laughs> don't even know what you're actually putting in your body, as opposed to Liver King getting freaking prescription quality or pharmaceutical quality. I'm sorry pharmaceutical quality uh, type of drugs, you know, it's like, he was you know, like, like, I ain't
1: doing none of that. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> poor liver king, not poor liver the king. The guy in it. the wrestlers just got all the stuff like, and he goes in there, he's like, oh, what you want? I got Vi- or Vi- he's like, yeah. I-, I got perks, I got all this, like, just all yeah. this other stuff and like weightlifting drugs and yep. shit like that. So like actual drugs, it's just like, Jesus well, I'm sure Christ. too, like, you know, guys like, that kind of travel around more and are in kind of, Lower level organizations with fighting, pro wrestling, boxing, stuff like that. Like, it probably is prevalent because they're, you know, on the road. They're fighting in Knights of Columbus halls and shit. Like, can't always get to the There's not going to be drug testing. Yeah. And
2: uh, for especially combat sports, I highly disagree with them because what we do is already plenty dangerous enough. Taking a freaking shin to your noggin is uh, not going to be good let alone somebody that's freaking sauced up and at, at a supreme physiological advantage, you know, kicking you in the face then, yeah, is, uh, you know, dude, you can get really hurt, <laughs> like, for real hurt. Oh, and yeah. uh, I think that, especially if it's against the rules, you should be penalized, man, because, dude, that's cheating. And uh, not only is it cheating, but cheating to, to try to ensure you do... A lot of harm to somebody, you know, in combat sports at least, you know. But I would argue the same with football or something, you know. It's not really technically like a combat sport, but those motherfuckers, those dudes are huge. Those guys are refrigerators in football pads, getting into car accidents. Like, dude, they are dude, they are hurting each other and uh, running full speed at each other. Yeah, you know, colliding. So, but and then also the other thing, the the other caveat is going to be. The better quality of stuff you get, the more expensive it's going to be. So, not even if it's open to everybody, even if 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 the it's quote unquote not illegal or whatever, it's 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 a uh, you know they they give you free reign to do what you want. Uh, not everybody's going to be in the same financial status or situation to where they can afford, you know, proper quality drugs as yeah. maybe per se somebody else. You know, the, so it's still going to give somebody a, a fair advantage, but or a more of an advantage. But I guess that's life in general too. You know, that, it's never going to be completely level playing fields. But, but
1: uh, overall, I would just say no, don't do them. <laughs> yeah, you, you would say overrated then. Overrated. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would probably say overrated too. And kind of like you said, it's. I wasn't sure wh- uh, which, like, what exactly you were building towards whenever you were, you were talking about it. But, I mean, there's just. Overall, no way they probably aren't. Like, especially now, most people that get in trouble, people still do steroids, you know, but most people that get in trouble, it's something else, like some other type of growth hormone or just whatever. Like, mm. it's not just always, you know, strictly steroids, obviously. But there's it's so many more things. Now. There's so many more things that they have to keep, you know, drawing the line on. Yeah. In like every sport. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, they've got to be overrated because at a certain point, Everybody's gonna be drug testing, and then you can't really, everybody already is, but you know, you can't really do things that are against the rules because you know the rules, you signed up for the rules, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's a lot of people that, oh, there's a lot of things, a lot of organizations and stuff, and uh,
2: uh, that don't drug test at all. And then there's also ways to get around drug tests. I know, you know, of of like people, uh, I hear all the time people kind of like back engineering drug tests, like meaning, you know, hey, we're gonna te- we. This is technically uh, qualified as a performance-enhancing drug, so we're testing for this molecule. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, you can basically back engineer and alter that molecule, whatever the substance is, change the, the molecular composition of it, even if it's very, very slightly, and now it's technically a different compound, and now that compound isn't technically illegal, and then by the time they get around to making that specific compound illegal, you've moved on to the next thing. You slightly alter another drug, make it technically different, but it's basically the same thing, you know, but it's not quote-unquote illegal because it's not on yeah. a uh, banned lit, you know, banned substance list. At least but not yet. Yeah, exactly, you know, and then you just stay ahead of the game like that, but, but, I mean, I'm just a firm believer in just doing everything the right way, you know, of like, God's given us more than we need, you know, uh, and, uh, yeah, I just, I'm big on, I take a much more holistic, natural approach, or I try to at least, you know, um, but yeah, I would just say overrated.
1: Yeah, I think especially if you're in a professional sport or an Olympic thing or anything like that, it's definitely should be illegal. But I mean, I like like you said, I don't, I'm not gonna judge somebody's life like a freaking. Sal, who owns a damn used car lot, just wants to get fucking jacked. Like, Uh, uh, go ahead. Well, then you're not really performing in any competitive, you know, situation, so it's not really, like... Well, I guess,
2: you know, in my opinion, it would fall... Excuse me. It would fall under my beliefs with all drugs of just, like, everybody should have the ability to do whatever they want (laughs) to do. But... We should be well informed on what it is that we're doing, you know. So have plenty of information out to inform the general public and then everybody make their own um, educated decisions, you know. Uh, so, you know, who am I to tell anybody that what they can and can't do? You know, I, I personally don't agree with them. I wouldn't do them. Uh, but who am I to tell you not to, you know, if that's what something you want to do. And honestly, I get it more from an athlete's perspective because I really don't think a lot of people know what it's like to be unbelievably driven and just hungry. Like you like, your heart is set on fire for whatever your dream is and you'll do whatever it takes to be the best. So I could see how athletes, especially anybody being ultra competitive falls into the trap of like, I have to be better. I have to be better i need to I need to do whatever it takes to get ahead, you know, yeah. and then yeah. even more so than like your average person just wanting to get super fucking jacked you know it's like i in my opinion, I'm like, dude, you're potentially taking years off your life yeah. uh y- many years off your life um and time away from your family, your loved ones, your kids potentially you know it's like it's not worth that that's you know that that cost but Like I said, who am I to tell anybody what they should or shouldn't do? exactly. And so I think that we should just all be educated. There should be as much education and information on whatever it is uh, as possible. And then you have free reign to uh, make your own informed, hopefully educated decisions.
1: Yeah. But overall, overrated. Don't do it. Yeah, I shouldn't do them. But if you're going to do it.
2: You got a topic for us? Oh, uh, I got a couple I thought up. Uh, I kept it real. I'll keep it real simple with the first one. Um, peanut butter. Like I, I'm, uh, you know, is it, it overrated, underrated,
1: or, eh? What are you guys saying? I think a lot of people appreciate how how good and how versatile peanut butter is. Hell, Very versatile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hell and, versatile. and it's nothing but good for you too because it's you know it's a lot of protein. It's with, you
2: know I mean? with that being said, I want to I add on to that real quick because I will disagree with that because that? Uh, that it's good for you. Um, oh, you don't think it is? Well, it just depends. Almost yeah. like with everything else, it's the quality of which what yeah. you're getting. You know, there's so many peanut butters. I personally don't even hardly eat peanut butter anymore, but it's, gosh dang it, is one of my very favorite things in the world. But so many of these peanut butters, especially these unbelievably delicious ones, are full of... Uh, vegetable oils and and sugar and are super highly processed and they're really not I mean like I was saying like a lot of things are just taken so far away from what they were originally intended to be from the earth you know and us men uh, are just man you know in general uh, men and women uh, have just intervened with the the uh, the process in which we should consume our food i feel like you know there's so much processing and additives and preservatives that are um uh added to our food you know to to preserve shelf life uh lower uh price margins so that you know companies make more money uh but a lot of it is very detrimental to our health and not really cared for by these big companies i think you know so i don't think that most peanut butter is very good for you if you do uh, get peanut butter make sure it's it's you know organic and and uh, minimally processed yeah, uh, yeah, it's most true. nut butters good ones you'll see that the oil and the butter are separated because uh the the oil rises to the top so it shouldn't be a perfect creamy substance you know until you get in there and freaking mix it all around uh but yeah anyways no other than that though you get good quality peanut butter. It is good for you. The for idea sure. of it is for sure yes. good for you,
1: but I totally see what you mean about it being added sugar and everything else. Yeah, because everything's yeah. everything's basically everything's processed like, bullshit. It you is. Know? <laughs> it will. Really it's just like even less uh, proportionally than it used to be because we're running like as many people as there is. I don't think it's we're going to be able to keep up the amount of resources. So everything's getting thinner and thinner compared to what it used to be. Yeah, it's like. These chickens are going to be filled with nothing but corn and shit oh, like that, man. They're cows. Corn, <laughs>
2: corn and soy and hormones. And yeah. all, they're all, yeah, anyway, just fucking oh, giant, like little fucking it's tanks. It's not <laughs>
1: natural. And then, like, they're already splitting the portions of everything. And it's like, but this chicken is basically less chicken than it used to be because it's full of so much bullshit. Yeah. one, it just literally
2: changes, like, the genetic composition. Yeah. Right? That's like, what I mean. It, like, literally alters the DNA of things a lot of times with how.
1: So, how much. therefore, the effects you know, that it has on Yeah, it. so it's not the same as it's what... It's not the same... Yeah, you're not know, getting the same yeah. nutrients out of it. Yeah, it's actual... Anything. Absolutely, you know. Um, Dude, my cousin, speaking of like processed chicken and shit though, he worked a bunch of odd jobs for yeah. a long time and he worked at a Tyson chicken processing plant and he like said that he like had to clean... He had the shit job because I mean, he like didn't have any education or anything. He would just go pick up odd jobs and shit and he worked like cleaning out a lot of the chicken pens and shit mm-hmm. and like take care of them and he said that it smelled so rancid Ugh. where they kept their chickens because they, there was just stacks he's like I'm not even kidding you he's like there was just stacks of dead chickens
2: Oh, my That God. died,
1: like, in the pens, and they weren't going to be able to process, so they just would toss them over He's like, there were stacks, like, seven feet high. Oh, my In the God. processing plant. It's like, you had to put, shove things up your nose because of the smell. Well, dude, I mean, you, you, uh, we used to, I used to live on a small farm, uh, you know, just,
2: like, a little bit of stuff. We had a bunch of chickens, a couple hundred chickens, uh, you know, a big garden, and, you know, some ducks, and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy, but, uh... Dude, you know, like, chickens will have accidents and, like, fall, like, break their legs or just get cuts on their feet. And uh, a lot of times they just shit wherever, especially, like, in the chicken coops. So they're just walking around in feces. And the, that, that feces will get in their cuts and they'll get infections. Like they'll, they'll, so a lot of chickens die of like gangrene. You know, they'll lose their legs and then they can't get up and eat, and then they just die. You know, or the infection gets too bad and they, they die. I would imagine that's what's happening there. It's like they're in such a filthy environment mm, yeah. that if anything happens, the conditions are so bad that they're just gonna die.
1: Mm-hmm. And they just toss them. Over. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. The the cuts and all the you know, yeah that affects their yeah. bodies. Yeah. That's kind of gross to think about because Tyson humans eat so, so much, much, much shit too, yeah. and they are responsible for. Ooh. And we eat so much. I don't, don't much know how chicken. I feel about the, the the meat, the food, like purity as a whole in this country. Oh, no. Oh, dude, it's probably garbage. Especially meat, too. I like, meat's yeah. scary because I love meat, and it's. I know! Same. Man,
2: you have to get really good quality meat. Meat's one of those things. I'm a huge advocate of meat. I don't yeah. think anybody should not. Not eat meat. Honestly, it's uh really no such thing as a superfood, you know, because you know I I think that's just like a uh, kind of like a coined term by society to like kind of uh help pitch or sell you know specific food items. It's really no such thing as like a superfood. You eat just this food, and you're gonna it's gonna give you all the nutrients you possibly need. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like there's no such thing. But if there was a superfood it a lot of times it would probably be meat uh, especially like red meat you know beef yeah. uh and organ meat especially it's some of the most nutrient dense food in the world you know it's, it's almost like a natural multivitamin but uh with that being said, with how terrible the quality of a lot of the meat is, especially here in the us it can actually really be one of the most detrimental things, you know, because it's so pumped full of hormones Mm -hmm. and, uh, fed terrible food. Not only are we what we eat, but we are what we eat eats, you know? So it's like that matters a lot, you know, are these, are these, are you eating grass fed, grass finished meat or are you eating, you know, corn and soy GMO highly freaking uh, uh, you know, these are a bunch of hormones, uh, pumped into them to help them to grow and get fat. Uh, you know, and then and then, like we were saying, yeah. it just changes the quality of it greatly and uh, diminishes the, the nutrients um, that are in it. So I think it's one of those things that I think it's something that is one of the best possible things you could eat if it's good quality. And if it's bad po- quality, it could be very bad. So everybody listening, make sure to get good quality meat.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is important. It seems like it. But I mean... I get the point of why they try to do what they do, like process sure. things and yeah. getting hormones and trying to speed up the process because there's so many fucking people. Yeah. It's like, I mean, we got to keep this production up. You I mean, know, we had John Boncho and he was saying like, he was advocating, uh, just like butcher shops and going to actual, like going to yeah. actual places that buy yeah. from the farmers and you know, shit like that, because you're getting the good stuff. You're not getting like something that's been through yeah. processing and everything. And just is. supporting local. hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, on a typical like, what do you what kind of meat do you usually buy or cook? <clears throat> or uh,
2: you... I try to get I try to get good grass fed grass finished uh, beef. Yeah. You know whether you know any cut of steak or ground beef. Um, I like to I try to eat as many uh, organ meats as possible. Uh, liver, kidney, uh, heart. You know, I truthfully I slack on that a little bit. Uh, um, been trying the liver thing for a while. Be completely honest with you, I hate it. It's it's terrible. I started just eating it raw because I would, I would put it in my mouth raw and then just take a gulp of water and just suck it down. And that way I didn't have to chew it or nothing. Um, but it's, I really do think it's worth the the benefits of it. You know, it's like suck it up, eat something you don't like and you get, you know, uh, a ton of nourishment for your body. So to me, it's worth the trade off. But, um, other than that, you know, good, uh, good quality chicken. Um, one thing with chicken Is uh, a lot of our toxins so if we have any bad uh, bad stuff in our body a lot of times the toxins get stored and caught up in our fat so uh, with the lower quality meat um, it's better to get lean cuts because you have less fat in it so there's less chance of more of these crappy toxins being stored up in the fat you know so uh, lean chicken breast lean chicken breast is not gonna have hardly Any fat, you know, so I feel like for the most part you should be a little bit safer When it comes to chicken But something like chicken thighs are going to be a lot more fatty So they're gonna if it's low-quality chicken, they're gonna hold a lot more of those toxins Uh, So it won't be nearly as good for you. So I would try to get um, Leaner meat especially if it's low quality try to stay away from fatty meat Um, pork chicken thighs uh, fat cuts of, of steak um, now with that being said on the complete opposite side good quality fats are unbelievable are one of the best things we can eat especially from that those same things uh especially something like like beef uh, or, or any type of red meat especially like the fat in that is uh incredibly nutrient dense but again it just comes down to the quality of it so um just be careful with you know with the the, the quality
1: of meat that you buy yeah, you definitely need to be careful about what you put in your body in general. Yeah. I think everybody could use a little, little more of that for so. sure. And not
2: just not just in the terms of you know physically with food, yeah. but uh, you know brain food. You yeah. know what 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 are you digesting mentally? Uh, be careful with what you what you eat mentally. Also, you know. Yeah. But uh, all right, so what's the uh, uh, we, what's, we was what's that peanut, on peanut butter? No, was yeah. that peanut butter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
1: Um, what's the verdict? I would say fair. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna say fair too because I think peanut butter gets—it's a pretty, pretty forefront item. Everybody, I don't think there's a lot of peanut butter haters out there. For you know sure, what I mean, I, I mean, would it's say It's putting a lot of shit. A hundred percent. i would say it's fair for, um,
2: the uh, the taste aspect. I think a lot of people oh, yeah. really enjoy peanut butter, so it's not really underrated because everybody likes it. Um, but it does taste really damn good. But I would say from a health aspect, I would say it's very overrated because usually of the quality issue, like I was saying before. That kind of people Yes, yeah. So I'd say it's overrated as far as nutrition goes.
1: You're ruining my goddamn gif. <laughs> hey, sorry, bro. The gif is not great. But <laughs> that was like who that was directed to. What Jeff? and Peter Pan, you guys are fucking up. Dude, those are really good, but those are too much. Really <laughs> yeah, they are really good, Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, they're exactly what you were talking they're, about. you open them up, and perfect. it's just yeah. like, like a creamy. whipped, creamy yeah. top yep. through it. Um, Who's well, next? I guess I'm next. Um, okay, how about this? Uh, we'll take it musically in the direction of okay. the right here. Um, My Chemical Romance. MCR, baby. That's yeah. Cool. We were talking about them last time you were on, obviously, and you are talking about the album, um... I, they haven't been together in a lot of years, so I don't really feel like there's been a lot of people, you know, they haven't gotten a lot of attention in a long time because yeah. of that, but obviously if you're not putting out new content, you're going yeah. to be, you're not going to be, you're going to be on the back like back burner to most people, even if, you know what I'm saying, even if you're one of their favorites, just because it's like, okay, well, I can listen to the same old shit. Um, we talked about that song that came out too, so I don't know if they're releasing an album or what. I have no idea, honestly. Um but I do think sometimes like the music that they made goes unappreciated because I thought it was dude like, it was so like I good. thought It was tremendous. So good. Dude, I <laughs> love Like mid two thousand
2: shit. Yeah. You know what's funny is too is I fell into it even past like my teenage years because yeah. I feel like that's like the most appropriate time is like Maybe that's just because that's what our, you know where we were in our life was like probably middle school, high school, um, you know era. Whenever My Chemical Romance was was real big, but uh, um, I I actually I, you know I always liked them, but uh, I really got into them the last couple of years. So yeah, know, dude, I, I love My Chemical Romance, and uh, they have a lot of um, a lot of sad songs, you know. Yeah. So I could see how people don't really mess with that, but uh, I really uh, I really enjoy good deep meaningful uh, I guess just anything any deep meaningful um, uh, creative pieces of art and I really think that's what music is just you know an art
1: form they have several songs like that
2: yeah yeah you know and it's like I think they're doing a great job expressing how a lot of people feel unfortunately some of you know a lot of it's really sad uh, but you know, I think that they do a, a really good job being art, creative and artistic and expressing themselves, you know. So I, I really appreciate that. I really I really like it a lot. But even if I can't necessarily relate with it because I'm a little bit more on the optimist side, mm. um, there's a... It re, you know what a lot of their songs do for me is just put things in perspective of like, damn, this is really sad. And this is actually really how some people probably feel. You know, of like, really feel this way, you know? And it, you know. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit for some people thinking that, you know, there's people living... So sad, but uh, also gives you an opportunity to um, uh, get a different perspective, you know. And like I said, I just think that it's a uh, they're they're a great artist, you know, very creative and and uh, artistic. So I would say they're underrated.
1: Yeah, I w- I would probably say the same. I hope they release a new album. And they, like that's the thing, because some of the songs are sad, but like they're not. They're sad, telling a great story. Yep. Yeah. But they're not telling it slowly and like emotionally. They're telling it like with Passion, you yeah. know what I mean? They're telling with everything they yeah. they want to tell that story with. Uh, but they they were really good at it, especially those two albums we were talking about earlier. Heck yeah, and one of your favorites. Um, but it was really? the other one? Th- uh, Sweet Cheers for I don't know how I don't remember because I remember that one even more than Black Parade in a lot of ways.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't remember it the one uh,
1: before. It was the one with uh, yeah Helena and uh, yeah. He, I uh, know, and um, I can't
2: think, but I can picture the way it looks. It's like the uh, black and white guy and girl. Yeah. Um uh I can't remember I can't remember the, yeah. the name of the album, but yeah, really good. I think you hit it hit the nail on the head with the passion thing. Passion is so That's what, so there's, contagious. There's they're very passion. passionate about with their music,
1: you know. There's a lot of passion in like a lot of rock music that's actually really good. Yeah. You know and what he, I mean? They're kinda like sort of emo rockish too. Yeah, yeah. So that and that that is probably one of the better like Subgenres of rock for passion because yeah. I mean, they get made fun of a lot for it being emo, quote unquote. But it's like the music is a lot about like emotion and feelings. And yeah, three cheers going through for sweet revenge. Oh, yes, that's right. I couldn't think of it. I knew three cheers, but I was yeah. like, for what for sweet revenge 2004 and then, um, and then Welcome to the Black Parade was. Dude, that's
2: one of the best albums of all time ever. Since 2006. 2006, well, 2006 no! is when late. Welcome to the Black Parade was released?
1: Yeah. Wow. I thought it was I like. I thought it was a little later. I guess yeah, 06 makes sense because I listened to it a lot in 07. Um, Wait. 2006. Dude, I was nine years old.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, they came out a while ago. Um, yeah, I, I, I fell on that bandwagon late. My mom was really into music like that with. Uh, just more alternative or punk rock, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. So uh, I got exposed to a lot of a lot of good music like that uh, when I was younger. You know, I'm just listening to it. So I think
1: them having a shorter stint made them more like that helped their case for being underrated because it was just like the shit that they did make was really good and, and most people at the time like that listened to it like did like it. Yeah. So that's I why agree. I'm like, it's they're probably a little underrated. Like, would some of the later music have been as good as some of those albums? I don't who know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Because they never really made too many after that, um, after that run. But I appreciate them for what they did, though, for sure. And we'll see. I guess if they release a yeah, the song, maybe they're on their way to making it. Now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. So, what do you think? I mean, I was never like I didn't listen to a whole lot of them. I mean, I yeah. knew like the, some of their big songs and probably quite a few off the Black Parade album, just because it was pretty big. We were in like junior high and middle school and all that so that's what I mean like it was kind of our era where they were big you know Mm -hmm. so like to me they seemed like they were pretty over but I guess like if I was at a high school now I would never hear them talked about you know what I mean yeah yeah so it's it's kind of hard to judge from My perspective, because it seems like, you know, they were a pretty popular band, but they are probably falling much to the background at this point with Mm -hmm. mainstream rock. But in that aspect, I'd probably say they're a little underrated just because, like you said, a lot of those bands that kind of come in... Really hot and then just kind of disappear. It's mm-hmm. hard for them not to be under and they weren't even around like as long as like Breaking Benjamin's run or like Papa yeah. Roach or like some of the Rise Against so I don't know if you yeah. Oh, to yeah. yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot of people that I was huge fans of that because they stopped making as much music, my chemical romance just fell kind of back. But I was just like you never forgot like those songs <laughs> you, because yeah. it was some classics. that good. Yeah. Um but uh you know, but I, I really like their stuff too. So Yeah. Alright, Elijah, are you up? Um, so oh, underrated consensus, huh? Yeah, look I at so. that. Let's okay. go NCR. All right, so me and Tim, you know, big pro wrestling fans, but it's I feel like in pro wrestling having a like kind of a personality, you know, is like what makes pro wrestling. But I feel like it's kind of carried itself into other sports at yeah. this point, point. and MMA, like large, like a big percentage, you know, like I feel like having a persona has, like, got a lot of people over. Yeah. You know, like, McGregor is a big example of that. But, like, you know, even, like, Nate Diaz, he's kind of got his own personality and sort of people kind of drew to that. And, like, Kevin Holland's a goofy guy. People kind of drew to him. And uh, just people like that sort of draw the attention. So what do you guys think, like, creating and establishing a persona for yourself? Like uh me personally man i would say that's totally overrated because what i think
2: is is uh if you have to create a persona it's artificial it's not some it's not who you really are you know and i feel like we should our goal should be to find out who we really are at our at our core you know at our at the essence and live that to the fullest you know don't just because you're going to have more success, quote unquote, with you know, in societal terms of of pretending to be this thing that you're not, you know, um, I think that you having to play and put on a show would take away from your happiness a lot, you know. So, me personally, I think it's overrated. I think that my goal would just be to be g- be genuinely who I am mm. to the maximum, as much as I possibly can. Whoever loves me, loves me. Whoever hates me, hates me um but you know i'm going to i'm going to make sure that i'm happy and uh being who i really am
1: yeah i mean i can definitely yeah. see maybe it. i'm a loser i don't know i can I see don't. it on both sides for sure cuz like creating a persona in what sort of uh i don't know just like you know matter, like though. guys like mcgregor and stuff like oh, that how right. they kind of just they created an image that got them over oh, they had a loud mouth yeah. and a flashy image you know and <laughs> well because the reason I like ask is because like I agree with you, especially if it's in real life. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But like something in like pro wrestling, sometimes that's a really good thing because it's better for the business. It is you know what saying? pro wrestling. So like is, that's really, that's you're creating your you know, yeah. the same as the movies we watch, the things. That's that you, true. That's true. You know true. what I mean? Uh, but that is art. So yeah, character right. creation within right. art. I don't see a problem with it. You're yeah. right. Yeah, so I, I, I can see it on you. both sides, especially in, like, MMA. Like, I can definitely see your perspective, in, and a lot of yeah. guys and girls are just themselves, and they do get over because people will see they're genuine. You know what I mean? Yep. But that is, like, see, that's a true competitive athletic, like, competition. Yeah. And that's, you know, so, I mean, in wrestling, it makes even a little more sense. Yeah. But... Honestly, UFC is where it's kind of like... And boxing, too. Which you got guys, guys like Mayweather yeah. and shit who... You know, that's a persona. I can see that. Where people become it.
2: wildly successful is the Conor McGregors and the Mayweathers because yeah. they have the best of both worlds. They'll run their mouth and they do all the, the hyping up and the, mm-hmm. the, the good trash talk, but they have the skills to back it up, and that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you get a lot of people that try to imitate them, but they're not nearly as good. And then, you know, they, they run their mouth and they lose. And i it's
1: just like, well, now you just look goofy. <laughs> yeah. well, do you think a guy like Conor McGregor would have got to where he got if he wasn't who he was, like, on the mic and at press conferences and stuff no. like that? No, no. I
2: think he's still undeniably one of the greatest fighters that the UFC's ever seen. But uh, I think as far as building his own brand, no. Yeah. No.
1: Yeah, that's what I. He just became like a character outside yep. of fighting. Even, yeah, you know. He is literally probably bigger than the sport itself. <laughs> yeah. You know? and he doesn't care to tell people that. Either, no, no, he doesn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it is like that. It's always entertaining to me, even if like, yeah. even if you want to see that person get beat, or even if you're not, like, the biggest fan, you're always, like, you laugh at it, and you're entertained by it, like, oh, my God, this guy's... Yeah. Just because they act like such an outrageous, like, personality and kind of, like, like, just wanting to come off as a douche, that mm. it's hard not to, like, kind of laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's entertaining, at least, like you said. Yeah. Well, because people will pay tickets to uh to see him win, or people will be mm-hmm. like, oh, man, maybe this yeah. is going to be the time that he... uh you know, bites the big one. Yeah. Uh, um,
2: he. Uh, I remember Josh Koschak having a good, good quote one time. He said, uh, "Hate me or love me. Uh, hate me or love me. Just talk about me. You know, there's no such thing as bad
1: publicity." Basically. It's the Kanye the, Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Hate me or love me. Just talk about me. I just want. I, I just always want think like Reggie Jackson had the quote, the baseball player that he was like, he would get booed everywhere that wasn't like his hometown because he had such a loud mouth, and he's like. They asked him about it one time in a post game, and he's like, "The crowd doesn't boo nobodies, and that's really it's yeah. true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they they got to know you. Yeah, they, they took care. they took recognition. <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. All yeah. right, so what's the consensus? I'm overrated. What do you don't think? Character creation? I or think uh, creating a I think when persona. it makes sense, it's fair. But I mean, I think you don't need to. Create a, a persona that carries into real life in order to be successful using yeah. it that way. In the arts and the art in general, like it makes sense because it helps. I, I agree it, with you with it, that. You know, it breeds success. Um, mm. But I don't think you know art that you created imitating life would be a good thing because yeah. then you're kind of not living in a realistic world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Doesn't mean you can't enjoy the art, but. You still got to be able to separate the two, like, if that makes sense. I no, I agree. Um, so I would say the way you described it at first, I would say overrated for sure. But uh, within the arts, 100% fair. I'd probably say fair too. I um, mean, because it does, like, you know, attract attention. Like, yeah. I don't... I wouldn't say avidly follow UFC, but you know I know some of the guys because of yeah who they are, like Nate Diaz and Sugar Sean and guys like that because Covington. they kind of have yeah, yeah they kind of have a personality. Bryce Mitchell sort of has a ridiculous like he's just like the but the But he's boy. one that
2: I really think is completely genuine. Yeah,
1: guess, he, he's yeah. just himself. But yeah. it's like same with Nate, really. Like he's no, yeah, kind of no, no, just you're himself. Right. And sure, people drew to it, you know. Yeah, but. I do think too. If you're going to develop a persona, like you said, you can't come out like this flashy badass and then just get stopped. You know Because yeah. <laughs> then you just look terrible. Yeah, that's no good for business. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say I'll probably say fair too. If it's done right, then it you know if you can get it over, then it's cool. But yeah. there's no reason to do it just to do it. You know. Yeah. Especially if you can't back it up. Yeah. Uh, what's your second one? All right, second one was. Uh...
2: Oh, another music one. Country music. Country, country music guys, as
1: a whole. As a whole, baby. Okay. <laughs> See, that's hard because there's some country music I really, really enjoy. And there's some country music that I'm like, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true with all genres.
2: Yeah. What about, let's go with like country music, like top hits. Just good country, you know, country music that uh, is like by more m- modern shit. In general, because uh, I would say there's a lot of modern stuff that's taken a little bit more of a hip hop route. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. There's a lot of modern stuff that I'm like, this dude, this is pop. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, not pop, country. Yeah. Um
2: me personally I love country. I think country is probably always will be my favorite genre of music just because I think at the core of so many songs, it's all about or for the most part, it's about morals and living a good life, loving people. Uh, Spending time with your loved ones uh, Before you pass away Making the world a better place You know Um, Just truly meaningful things You know And there's a lot of songs that You know Aren't necessarily about that stuff But I just feel like much more I feel a lot of Peace And Kind of brought down to earth And and just You know Remember It's big One of the biggest things about country music That I love Is um, Being happy with what you got You know There's so many songs about not having much, but just being thankful for what you got, man. And it's kind of like the simple that.
1: man's music. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm a very simple type of person. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I would say I draw more towards classic country, whatever yeah. I listen to. It. But there is some modern artists that I still like, like you know, like Jamie Johnson and Chris Stapleton, Zach Brown, and. Some of those guys, like, I really do enjoy some of that music, but then, you know, you do have some of the like, Florida Georgia Line and shit like that, where I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah, (laughs) They got a couple songs I like,
2: um, but, yeah, for the most part, I've, you know, they've gotten a little too far away from country for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about
2: you, Tim? Um, I like, it's okay if you tell me it sucks. I'm not going to be upset. There's some of
1: it that I really think is disgraceful because it's just not genuine either, and, like, I always kind of thought, I always kind of thought, I'm like, well, some of these people are are rich as all hell, and like, maybe they start off that way or whatever, but at a certain point, like, especially some of the uh, the ones that get popular, um, you know, these days, like, it's like, you don't have, you know what I mean, like, the initial idea of it was great because it was it was the most relatable music. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, these are the people that aren't full of shit. Like, they are what they're singing about. Like, they they've told been, stories. They've been through the heartbreak. They've been through... So, like, I really like music as early as, like, the Johnny Cash stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, into the 70s, 80s, and 90s and stuff like that. Isn't Like, there's definitely some songs that... Even some of the 2000s, I guess, that, um, you know, like, had some songs that were, like, that they released that were actually fairly good storytelling and you could tell you know, you could tell like the meaningfulness behind it. Yeah. But I think some of the hypocrisy comes with like these rich as hell people singing about stuff they know nothing about, they didn't grow up in that lifestyle like whatsoever. You know what I mean? So it's just like how are they going to be able to tell the story in the same genuine sense? Yeah. Um, And I I just think that not that every single genre tells about itself but I think country music should because it's the genre, if there is one, that prided itself on being exactly what they were saying about. Yeah, that's I mean? true. Um, so I call that out, but I I'm not gonna act like there's no good. So- I have country songs like, and, I, and a lot of times growing up, I'm like ah, I don't really relate to this as much. I don't like this kind of music. I want to listen to like either hip hop, rap, like rock and alternative stuff. Like that's just the shit that I kind of gravitated towards, um, especially like growing up. But then. As I get older, i started to realize, just in general, I'm like, well, some of these songs actually were pretty good, whether they were, like, some of the 2000s stuff, like Tim McGraw has some good songs, oh, yeah. or like, you know what I'm saying, like, just for instance, um, there's a lot of songs that are just, like... I trust my ear enough to be, like, if this is a great piece of storytelling, if this sounds good, like, sometimes it's good, it really draws my attention for different reasons. Sometimes it's, like, the beat's really catchy, Mm -hmm. or, like, there's, you know, drums or a guitar, you're, like, just drawn to, like, you know, some sort of a solo that somebody does or whatever, or, like, there's just great lyrics, but it's just, like, if it sounds good, then I'm probably going to listen to it and not care, Like like, what genre it is, like. If, if it catches my attention enough for me to, like, think about it again, I'm like, that's... It, it doesn't matter what the genre is. Like, yeah. I'm going to just be drawn to it. And I'm probably going to listen to it a lot, you know yeah. what I mean? I like that take. So... Yeah, I've expanded my music taste, for sure, since I was younger. Like, I was definitely more, like... Like, rock, rap, pop, you know, growing yeah. up forever, pretty much. But, yeah, I... I branch out to a lot of different stuff now, you know, and can find enjoyment in almost all of it, like jazz, electronic, country, like it's all got good yeah. shit, you know? Yeah,
2: I like what Tim said, it's just like whatever's appealing, like yeah. if, if, as long as it's good, it doesn't matter what genre it is, it just matters if it's quality for yeah. the most part. Yeah.
1: If you listen to it and like something about it like appeals to you, like the it hits you, you're like, oh yeah. Damn. And it can is be a, a lot song? of different things, it can be different songs for absolutely like opposite yeah. reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter, but because it caught your attention, you liked something about it. And yeah. You're like, I'm, I want to hear that again, you know? Because um, there's like even stuff that I really did enjoy growing up, like rock. Like, there's a lot of rock and I'm like, that's just garbage. It does yeah, not sound yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> By the same token, like, there's country music songs that I'm like, this is some better storytelling or more uh, emotionally driven, like, you know, pieces of music that you're just like, wow, like, that's fucking, like, what you from were saying earlier, like, that's, yeah, it is, it is. It's from the heart and everything. And, like, you could tell, like, they went through some shit, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you could tell it was a part of their life, and uh, so it, it just doesn't matter. And then there's there's t- you know hideous country music that I'm like, do not get yeah. that barnyard shit yeah. <laughs> out of <laughs> like my vicinity. damn honky
2: tonk ass <laughs> <laughs> out of
1: my radio station. Um, but it doesn't. It's I think we got to be a little more open than that, especially like now. Like where is everything, everybody is kind of working with each other and stuff and integrating. Uh, I think and that's the important thing too I think it's still awesome whenever they can whenever artists try different genres too but um, it's cool for them to still have their stuff at the end of the day and then if you collaborate like that's cool too like it's you know beneficial for everybody because a lot of your people are going to be along for the ride Yeah, you know whenever people make those kind of songs but I think they just you know some of the, the some of the country music that I've heard like is kind of what we were saying earlier like and everything, and you're like, this, this is real getting away yeah. from, <laughs> from what it was. So, what's the consensus? I I'm going to say fair. Fair? Yeah. What'd you say? I was going to say underrated, because I, I love it, but... Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I live in Missouri, but, you know, the Midwest country music's pretty big. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, you... You can tell, it's kind of funny, honestly, like the different spots you're at in like just within each state, within, you know, like if you're in the city, you're going to hear more like rock, rap, you know, when you get out to rural areas, you hear like country music coming out of people's vehicles and stuff, just like the different spots. You Location has like a
2: specification on the type of yeah. music almost.
1: It's kind of weird. You're like, oh, I know where I'm at. I just heard, you know. Fucking Billy Currington bumping out of that guy's yeah. truck. <laughs> we in the woods, baby. <laughs> but I mean, I, I feel like it has kind of expanded too to where it's not just like backwoods, some backwoods fucking <laughs> Nebraska. <laughs> like this is the good shit, man.
2: Bluegrass, <laughs> banjo, yeah. <laughs> Which,
1: honestly, some bluegrass shit's pretty fire. Hey. You know, there's some good stuff. But, <laughs> banjo. <laughs> the banjo's an impressive instrument. It's pretty It's pretty crazy. Very simple. But I would say it's pretty fair, because, I mean, it's a top genre yeah, in America. Yeah. A lot of people enjoy it for various reasons, too. It's, you know, just like any other genre. There's something, basically, in it for everyone that you yeah. can find in at least vibe with a few songs if you don't even like country. At this point, everybody can like at least some country. You yeah. Um, yeah. What did you say? Fair. Okay, fair, fair. You said underrated? Yep. Alrighty. Um, that was yours, so I guess it's mine. Yep. Alright, how about this? I was going to bring up this banjo thing. Like, it just reminded me of some of this like, stupid that I saved the other day, but it says, quick animal fact for most banjo fish cannot, or catfish cannot actually pay the, uh, play the banjo. This is because <laughs> they cannot afford one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was just like, it's fucking goofy. Um, what do we got here? Okay. Goal setting and sticking to it. Oh, pff, bro, easy. That's easily underrated. Man,
2: that's like, that's so vital for anything you're trying to do in life, man. It's just like, I know it seems silly. And like for a long time, I was kind of like, uh, I've always been good at the hard work part of like, I'm going to do whatever I need to be doing, but I wasn't good at the smarts part of like, okay, let's sit down and figure out exactly what it is you need to be doing. You know, instead of just, cause there's a big difference between working hard and getting better. A lot of people do a lot of working hard you know, but I think getting better comes from intentional hard work. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can go to, you can go to work and work your nine to five and work really hard. But if you don't really have any intentions with like where you're going, if you're setting goals or like, what's, what's your five year, plan, what's your one year plan? What's your five year plan? What's your 10 year plan? You know, like, or, or, you know, even more importantly, what's your, this week's goal, this month's goal, you know, it, I, I feel like, you'll kind of spin your tires and stay in the same spot even though you're working hard you're not really necessarily getting better so I think goal setting and especially sticking to it adherence to said plan or goals is
1: uh, vital for just being better yeah yeah I'd agree I think that it's underrated too because I mean I think it's really uh, admirable and A lot more difficult than people give it credit for to, you know, set a long-term goal and stick to it and carry through with it. Because, I mean, even just speaking from personal experience, you know, there's been a lot of times you get out of high school at 18, you're like, I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. And you try to, you figure things out, you think you have the plan, you start working towards the plan, shit doesn't work out, the plan falls apart, you move on to the next thing, you know, and you go through that many a times in life. So, like, when you're able to actually come up with a plan and stick to the plan and see the success or the outcome Mm -hmm. of it to the end, like, that's tough to do in life because things get in the way constantly, you know, or new things arise or, like, your mind constantly wants to shift to other things, like... It's it's hard, especially, like, whenever you were saying earlier, like, it's easy to to distract our minds with something else. Like, if we really don't want to face the fear of, like, actually trying. Like, sometimes life will remind you it's like, fucking get back on track. Like, you started this mission for a reason. Yep. Like, not not to get distracted at the at the midway point, not to strand, you know, off course and, you know, think differently about it. But it's like, you'll find that as you set that long-term goal and then attain, like, these small, these shorter-term goals along the way, like, life will help you out and pitch in as you're staying committed with, genuine intentions to follow through with what you set out to do and in a lot of ways you know if you carry that all the way through like you'll get paid back for it
2: i agree man i i uh you don't do it to get paid back for it no but it kind of like i was saying earlier it's just one of those it's something that you do because it's what's the right thing to do and when in doing the right thing a lot of times you get rewarded for it you know the you know the energy that you put out into the world finds its way back to you so you doing good doing what what's right um, you know which might differ from person to person what's quote unquote good or, or right you know what are you supposed to be doing that's completely subjective and, and for you to decide but try to be as unbiased and objective as possible when when deciding uh, this subjective factor of what is good what is what is right what should I be doing and then stick to that you know keep yourself obligated to uh, uh, achieving your goals, you know, even if it's not for somebody else, do it for yourself, man. Like, uh, even if, even if you got to do some things kind of selfishly, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with bettering yourself as long as you remember to be a good person before everything else, you know? So, um, you want to uh, take
1: a break? No, was
2: Uh, is good to wrap
1: up uh yeah we're yeah.
2: but but no, I think that's a honestly I think that's a that's probably a good way to end just uh end on a positive note, you yeah. know goal setting the uh achievement side of things of uh just uh keeping one foot in front of the other, staying committed to your goals and keep progressing you know don't give up uh life's a fight for everybody and uh uh You know, stay in the fight, man. Don't give up, and eventually you're going to get rewarded um, for doing the right things. You know, and uh, um, stay true to who you are, and uh, set your goals, achieve them, suckers.
1: Like I said, it's a really admirable thing because setting goals and achieving them, especially at our age, you know, your twenties, is full of like,
0: yeah, you know, fast pace, falling on your face, trying to
1: figure things out, and I feel like now I have myself a lot more figured out, and like, what I could do, and different paths that I could open, and potentially try, and I have my interests more down pat, you know, now than ever before, but like, someone like you, it is really admirable, because you kind of had your, your goal set, you know, with, when we were still in high school, you're like, this is what I want to do, I'm going to be a fighter, I'm going to be in the UFC, and everybody's like, all right, man, and then, what could you now, you know, you're there, (laughs) you're in the UFC, so. Let me
2: ask you real quick, do you think that the reason that you are a little bit better with goal setting and, and uh, understanding what it is you need to be doing now, is that because of of a better understanding of yourself? You know, you had more time to figure out, okay, this is actually what I want out of life. Like, or is it just, you know, things just kind of fell into place and you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing now.
1: I think I definitely understand myself better now than before. Like I understand what, like, I'm not scared of what interests me, what I like, what I'm into, like those kind of things. You know what I mean? Like, Whenever I'm I like younger, what I like, like yeah. yeah, things maybe were like, I'm not gonna do that because it's weird, or blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Gonna it. But now it's like, dude, I'm fear fitting You know, I'm 26 kind of years old. Like, I don't care. Like, it, I'm going to dive into the things I want to and, you know, Good for expand you. my mind with what I want. So, yeah, that's what we should be doing, in my opinion. <clears throat> um, dude, it was great having you in thank you uh, as oh, yeah. always i'm it awesome. like i'm so happy that we were able to do this again because after like last year's like the episode that we did i was like man that was one of the best ones we've ever done oh
2: thank you man um
1: i, I love being
2: on thank you guys for having me and uh oh, yeah. dude it's you know i i would sit here and talk to you like this regardless so you know all we're doing oh is, yeah uh throwing a mic in the middle of us you yeah, know yeah. so it's good good getting to to hang out catch up have a good conversation i'm telling you man these uh, you know, our mind is a muscle, you know, and we all know there's, there's benefits to, to physical activity, working out our, the muscles of our body. And, uh, I don't think that's any different for our mind. We just have to do it in a different way. You know, we have to take a different approach. We can't be doing curls for our mind, <laughs> but I think, uh, good in-depth conversation and deep thinking and, and, um, anything to do with articulating your, your, uh, your words and your thoughts, um, are great stimulus and and a great exercise for your mind you know so i always leave better than when i came so
1: thank you guys for having me in man oh no problem man uh it's yeah, been it awesome. it's been great having you um ladies and gentlemen hope you have a great week great weekend wherever we're at when we drop this we want to thank evan elder for coming in again making some time for us and uh, i think we killed it i think we gave him a great one you Heck think yeah well thank you i hope so i don't know i oh wow uh, oh, yeah <laughs> we'll see you watching out for this guy could yeah. be the UFC champion here. Hey, day. thank oh, yeah. you, buddy. That's, uh, that's <laughs> the goal. We got a long way to go, man. I got a lot of stuff to work on. So well, just getting started. You have my best. Well, thank you, oh, buddy. Yeah. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves out there, and uh, we will see you next for episode number
0: 77. Uh-huh. <laughs>